0: Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Diminutive Collection. Hey,
1: Christian. Hello, Kieran. How are you?
0: Yeah. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm fine and dandy. I'm just excited about life. I'm glad to be able to wake up another morning. I know, right? The days we don't wake up are the days we need to start worrying about. Yeah, but you're not going to worry because you won't know, right? Yeah, I know. But just the <laughs> idea of just lying in my own muck is not going to be like... <laughs> very...
0: Stop oh.
1: it. But let's embrace the day. Totally, totally. It's a,
0: it's a Kylie day today. and We're very, very excited. Happy Friday, peeps. The word is out. Let's go straight into it, Christian. So Kylie's doing a Global Citizens Live gig. So it was announced that Duran Duran, Kylie Minogue and a few other artists are going to be headlining a London leg of the Global Citizens Live 2021. So this is a charity gig which are aiming to defend the planet and defeat poverty, I think, and takes place in numerous cities across the world during a 24-hour period broadcasting on the september 25th um noel rogers rag and Bowman will also play in the uk as mentioned some other artists and um in the us they're like there's i think adam lambert Demi lovato five seconds of summer whatever happened to them and one republic
1: so it'd be quite good right yeah, it's a star-studded extravaganza. Um, yeah, it's really exciting. I mean, the, the, I mean, I have to admit, the lineup doesn't excite me that much, but I guess we're all excited because Kylie is making a live appearance, and this will be the first time we've seen her living and breathing and moving and singing for, God, for what, two years now, maybe? properly. Yeah. And um, it's, I think it's being filmed tonight at the Sky Garden, I think. Oh, right. In, okay.
0: Lond- in London. Do you want to come with me to this thing tonight? To um, the Kylie recording? No. <laughs>
1: um, are you going to it? Yes. Oh, of course, you're so fancy. Well, you know to this beforehand. <laughs> I won tickets. Strangely.
0: I applied oh. like on this link. And oh, really? they sent me an email today saying, yeah, you, me, and another person can go. If you don't want to oh. go, I can take someone else.
1: Well, I do have plans, unfortunately. Maybe you should open it up to a uh, Fanog. <laughs>
0: I'll let you, I'll send you photos and let you know how it goes. Yes, please do. Um, so let's look at Step Back in Time. So the 19th of September, 1994, is when Kylie Minogue was released. Kylie Minogue, 94. Oh, of course, yes. So, that you know, immediately after she signed this deal with Deconstruction, Kylie went into the studio and stayed there for pretty much part of the year. And at that point, she became hip. I think the lower profile helped at that time and the kind of kudos of her signing to this kind of cool and trendy indie label kind of sort of turned the tides for Kylie in a way. She became kind of Kylie cool,
1: right? Yeah, there was a big, uh, there was a lot of talk, wasn't there? Because she was obviously turning her back on Stock and Waterman and the bubblegum pop people were used to. So moving on to a a kind of a cool dance label was, had people going wild. But I mean, by this point, I think Kylie has a following uh, of style uh, people in the media. They kind of really liked her and obviously they were dressing her and she did have a kind of cachet already, even though musically she hadn't quite caught up with the audience. But um, I think it was considered at this time that the music and the style would have would finally be at one. So there was a lot of uh, excitement surrounding her signing to Deconstruction and 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 the music that was due to come. Whether that transpired, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, she was she was all over the kind of style magazine. She was in the Face and. She was on ID magazine. So she made it into those kind of snoot magazines at the time that she normally wouldn't have got into. Uh, so in that in that respect, this record label change really helped her. But um, I don't know if the music kind of went far enough. See, I, I you know I, I loved
0: this album. I thought, you know, it, it's a classic Kylie album now took me a
1: while to get into, as, as we've discussed. Mm. Um, it's been 20 years, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we only really appreciated it when we did the first series of the of Collection. We kind of listened back and we realised the songs were actually quite good, weren't they? Mm, um, really, really good. Like. It didn't sound too dated. I mean, it's still not... It, I, again, as we discussed before, you know, hearing that opening song of Confide in Me, uh, nothing compared to it, so... You know, you had these amazing expectations of this album full of majestic songs and, I mean, that was the only one and then it was kind of filled with ballads and kind of uh, housey dance numbers. So, I don't know, I mean, it was a good album. It wasn't the exceptional album I expected, if I'm honest.
0: But but going back to kind of why she signed to Deconstruction, she said that Finer Feelings from Let's Get To It was her favourite from the album and she loved what Brothers in Rhythm did uh, to that single. So she just kind of jumped at the chance to work with Steve Anderson and Dave Seaman. And Steve said, um, when she came into the studio, her voice was the sound of PWL throughout the course of the recording, of the album, she gained confidence in her vocals and was really surprised at what she could do. And ladies and ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this, why don't you just go and listen to the interview that we did with Steve Anderson last season on the diminutive collection Hear what he had to say about working with Kylie. So The Colomino was released, as I said, in September 94. It went to number four in the UK and number two in Australia. Um, then they re-released it uh, a few things with, with a bonus 14 tracks, mainly remixes as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it, this is this album is one of the, my favorite up there with one of my favorite Kylie albums of all time.
1: Um, so as we all know, uh, there's no forgiving the M people abomination at the end. <laughs>
0: I don't hate it as much as everyone else. I quite quite enjoyed that little bit of a different sound that ends the album.
1: Mm, well, I think it wasn't just a different sound. It was just a sound that was horribly dated by the time that record came out. I realised that they MP was uh height of fame was a couple of years beforehand. So it was probably one of the first examples of Kylie jumping in a bandwagon when that bandwagon had no wheels left in it.
0: Let's talk about Magic, which also has its anniversary this week. It was released on the 24th of
1: September. Can you believe it? If I remember correctly, we listened to it when it was played on the radio, and didn't we? Our reactions were something that were quite extraordinary. Yeah,
0: it was it was, it was immediately an incredible song from the get go. Um, I listened, you know, we we kind of did the same thing with "Say Something" as well, where it just took, took me a little while to get into "Say Something," but with "Magic," mm. it was Kylie from get-go, from, from 0 to 100, and I absolutely loved it. But It was a great, great absolutely.
1: song. I mean, there's no question. It was a real pop song. It kind of harked back a little bit to the PWL days. I thought it sounded a bit like Turn It Into Love and in the Chorus, and it was just a really good song. I remember playing it to death. when Once it played that first day and it was available to download, I played it non-stop, and it became a real special song, and it's actually, for me, in the way it was the lead single, in a way, to me, because it's the one that really set the agenda for the album that was to follow. So, um It was a really good song. It's it's actually a Kylie classic. And the title itself kind of sums up what the song is. It's absolutely magic, in my my opinion.
0: Upon its release, the critics gave it a positive review and labelled it Minogue's return to club music. Um, It reached top 10 on the singles in Hungary and Scotland and became a 57th top 75 hit (laughs) in the UK singles charts, which is amazing. And peak number 32 on the US Hot Dance Electro songs chart as well. Interesting fun fact for pub quizzes: the the um, the video was filmed in Fabric nightclub and directed by long-term collaborator Sophie Muller. Hmm.
1: And don't forget um, when this played on Radio Two with Zoe Ball, Zoe Ball did a name check. Remember, because my ridiculous husband had sent a message into her that I'd been crying listening to the song. So, uh, and I think it was when she was talking to Kylie, wasn't she? So she literally yeah. to Kylie. So. Yeah, I think that's on Instagram, isn't it, from a year ago. So we, maybe I'll listen to that later on and I'll cry, I'll cry once again. But, um, yeah, that was a joyous moment. But no, it was a brilliant song and it was, um, it was a real classic and it really gave us a taste of what the rest of the album was. I think that was more in tune with the album than maybe Say Something, which has grown on me no end.
0: So next week, I think I need to buckle your seatbelts, Christian, because oh we're going to be talking about Light Years, oh. Anniversary and Get Out of My Way. So brace yourself, get the holy, holy water out, exercise the demons, because it's going to be a big one.
1: Well, it has be tied to a bed. I'm <laughs> a fucking coxswain in hell.
0: <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to our Finogue. This week's Finogue joins us all the way from Bristol. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Carl.
2: Hey, hey guys. How are you? How are We're you? Good and dandy.
0: Well, Carl, thank you so much for joining us. First things first, how did you
2: discover the joys of Luminogue? Uh it, you know, I've been thinking about this and I can't really sort of pinpoint how or what or what it was I saw or heard. Um my parents don't sort of redo really sort of pop music and I grew up with a very different kind of sound. So I know it wasn't on the radio. Um, yeah. but it was I Should Be So Lucky. And I've kept two diaries in my life. One was 1988 and one was 1994. Two obviously important years for me. Um, but I remember writing in it, I've heard this song, I Should Be So Lucky, and I'm going to buy it on Saturday by Kylie. And it was probably like, minoki <laughs> you know, completely <laughs> spelt wrong. Um, so, uh, and that was it. And I bought the seven inch, and my parents hated it. Um, and I just played it on repeat for like forever and it, I you know it just it was, I had a record player that used to press a button and it used to go up and it could go on and hit play and it would be like the three minutes and then it, I'd just like hit the repeat button and it'd do it and then just to mix it up sometimes I'd turn it over and play the instrumental and then I'd go back to it you know I just dance for it for like forever I just thought it was the best thing I'd ever heard. Yeah, do, you think the, you,
0: do you think your parents hated it because of that—that that it was just continually playing, or they, they, they didn't like it? The they first hated. it.
2: So there was these. Uh, my friends, as a uh, when I was a kid, there was these two kids that lived next door, but one, and um, they used to come over, and they used to always like say that like uh, Carl was lucky, and they used to say it sounded like them. Oh, it's lucky, lucky. <laughs> they used to just like. It had this weird connection to them in their head that it was these kids that they didn't particularly like. Wow. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, I, yeah, it just clicked that kind of poppy sound. And um, it was funny, I very seen, different.
1: you got to know uh, Kylie on Neighbours? I mean, you obviously knew her from that before. Or did you know what? Oh, that? I,
2: I was watching Neighbours. I wasn't, I don't think I was aware of, it kind of all sort of became one. And um, as it's, time has gone, memories yeah. gone. I can't kind of remember what, it, I know I was watching, like I was watching Neighbours when Scott was Darius Perkins, you know, I remember oh, wow. watching it then, it really like, watching. and watching that a, a, in lunchtimes because it wasn't on in the afternoons at that point, like in school holidays. Um, but then it became like, to me, Kylie was Charlene, and Charlene was Kylie. You know, they became yeah. like this one thing to me as yeah. an entity. As a 12-year-old kid, I just, you know, assumed that she was going off and repairing cars as well.
0: Were you, um, <laughs> were you, were you always a big fan of that sound of music? Did you like any of the Stock Aiken and Waterman artists? Or was it just, I should be so lucky
2: that really kind of... It was just lucky. I mean, so prior to that, like like I said, I, I grew up with sort of different kind of music being played in the house. Like my dad's sort of Pink Floyd and... Um, is that kind of more sort of that sort of sound I grew up around um so but I was like I I did have five star and some bananarama but I wasn't I you know as a 12 year old I wasn't out sort of really sort of buying music as such then I was kind of more sort of what was around but Leap was like the first kind of thing that I was like it was mine you know and I was like it just completely clicked do you remember when you first bought the first album I do, which would have been Woolworths, which I don't know if you, I don't know if you know Woolworths. here in. I, I um, arrived in the UK
0: in 2006, so there were still Woolworths in 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 the like you know in the high street. So I did
2: experience it. All I remember is the sweet aisle and a few kind of CDs. <laughs> it.
0: it was always about the
2: records. So it, it Woolworths became about the records for me. So yeah, Ooh. I remember like I'd gone to school that day it would have been a, in those days it was a monday release wasn't it the records came out yeah. and waiting all day like to finish school coming home and then going and sort of buying the album you know having a and stuff, <laughs> and then and those I, I like i wasn't sort of i'd only bought the seven inches at that time i think got to be certain i bought the 12 inch i didn't even realize like you can have that and have it an extended mix of it you know it was all kind of new to me then and then going home and yeah playing Entirely like, the full ten songs of it, yeah. we heard
1: those songs for the first time? What, what, what were the ones that stood out? Because she obviously has a little bit of R&B
2: sound on the B-side.
1: Yeah. Uh, which songs did you kind of uh, fall in love with, first of all?
2: Which, like, everybody will be turning into love. Um, <laughs> love. <laughs> got to be certain. I, I I liked, I have to say, I appreciate it more now, actually, I think. I think mm. it's just, going back to it, as a adult, it's a really cool song and the music's really awesome, and I absolutely love it. Um, uh, like, oh, she's like, oh, she speaks foreign, it's all cool, you know, <laughs> love it. Um, so all of those, Look My Way has always been a real favorite, yeah. Um, but uh, and the original Love at First Sight, I used to, you know, I used to, my kind of growing up, I used to have like, we had a spare bedroom where my music was and I'd lock myself away and shut the curtains. And I would just like dance like to Kylie like for hours, like having <laughs> everyone insane, like probably sound like a hippo upstairs, you know? Um <laughs> And I used to just have the videos in my head as to what it would be, you know, love at first sight, her meeting this guy. And it's, you know, it was, I just saw it. It was perfect sort of lyrics and kind of a little bit silly for it's about year old, thirteen-year-old, it was absolutely mm. perfect for me, you know.
1: At this point in time, did you know that you had inklings toward uh, uh, men? <laughs> or, or were you a crush on Kylie? I mean, was, was this the kind of twelve-year-old who thought, "Well, I really want to be Kylie's boyfriend"? Or were you? No, I wanted was she helping to be you out Kylie. in some way.
2: <laughs> no, I, I so I don't ever remember not being gay, to be honest. Uh, yeah. So um, and everyone seemed to know that before I did, uh, but like at that time, I. I think I just wanted to be like I wanted to sing those songs and I wanted to be her and I wanted to be part of those videos and stuff. I just thought it was all just all of it just seemed amazing to a kid, you know. Um like God to be yeah. certain, being on the roof and being an <laughs> artist and creating paintings that came to life and you know, all those kind of things just seemed really sort of glamorous to um somebody in like the suburbs of London, you know, did you
1: ever lie in the bath and blow uh, bubbles out of your hand? Like, an should uh, be
2: I still do, yeah, totally.
1: Like
0: Me to too, it. Christian. I hope you do as well. I think we all have to, right? And you're still trying
1: to fall back on the bed, yeah, and <laughs> not wearing my knickers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what well, you do it online. Um, <laughs> So when it came to the second and third and fourth albums, uh, what which of those were your favourites? Because obviously Enjoy Yourself took the sound in a slightly more mature way. And then the third album obviously blew out of the water and gave us really cool sounding songs. So what did you make of the next three albums?
2: It's weird because Kylie's journey has also been like, it's, oh kind it sounds like a real Oprah-ism, but it's like, it has been my journey as well. And so as she's grown up, I grew up and like, by the time that Rhythm of Love had come out I was kind of you know in spotty teenage years and my sexuality had changed and stuff and seeing her like you know the straightened out hair and the I mean better the devil you know that the opening of that and the video of that still Mm. to this day will give me goosebumps it just literally makes my hair stand up I absolutely can listen to that all day and all night forever you know if there was never ever any songs left and I could just have one that would be it for me but it was Rhythm and Love is just kind of I mean the singles are like just perfection really mm-hmm. and the imagery with it and how she had mm-hmm. suddenly changed I was just like just absolutely and I was amazed by it you know as to and it's also how she'd suddenly become
0: I don't think she's replicated the the single success. Maybe with Fever, probably. She nearly got there with Fever. Yeah. But there hasn't ever been another Kylie album where you've had four juggernaut singles back to back, I
2: don't think. And it was weird. I remember, that I think it was that year, the Smash Hits poll winner's party. And the two years previous to that, she'd like won everything. And then that year, she didn't. And I was just like, I didn't understand it, you know, because to me, we were all on this journey together and i was like why don't you get i just didn't understand it you know that every year it'll be somebody else this year it's sonia and this year it's whatever you know And i just didn't understand it because i was just like this is is the best thing ever how can you all not love this as much as me um let's get to it is i probably now is probably the most played Mm. Saw uh, albums for me. Yeah, it's great. I hate the singles. you name checked me the other week, is what I said. Um, <laughs> and I word is out. I just, ugh, can't even go there. And to, uh, give me just a little more time. I just uh, uh, awful. It's just painful.
0: But like um, they, they should have put closer on there, and that you know, but they, they should have released a lot of different singles on that album. I I should, totally. think
2: it should be right here, right
1: now. Yeah, yeah. Um, closer too much of a good thing too much oh, i love too much of a good thing it's one of my favorite songs of
2: Kylie's. Oh, as the album grow go, go, sort of goes on the second half of it is just absolutely amazing you yeah know? and i love let's get to it as a track yeah. and uh live and learn um uh, and the imagery of that time as well um, yeah. i do um what's the single um, if you were with me now that i, I actually don't mind that one mm. uh and the video she's absolutely just
1: beautiful. Yeah, I love the video she, yeah. she, I also think there's like a young Joan Collins in that video there's a bit where, she, where she's kind of um, she's I think clear cardigan like that and, yeah. and it, she just has that kind of old school kind of Hollywood glamour which I thought she looked stunning in that video. It's, it's one of my favourite videos and I do like the song I'm not a wishy-washy ballad fan normally but it is a mean pretty song.
0: Yeah it didn't uh, fit on
2: the album though did it? It stuck out like dog's balls. That song. Yeah. yeah it didn't fit. Yeah that. there's I, which yeah happens quite a lot, I think, in her albums. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or some random song. Now at this point in time you got to meet Kylie at various events, didn't you? So I take have, a few I've, for multiple uh meets
2: with Kylie. I've been quite lucky, uh no pun intended on that one. Um so I always call them my Minogue moments, um, my special times. <laughs> right. So um back in 89 we a uh, go to my class um She was, uh, I remember, she was a wet, wet, wet fan. Um, (laughs) Where are they now? Um, And there was always like a real rivalry at our our school. So nobody liked anything the same. So if you were a Bross fan, you couldn't be a Kylie fan. Mm -hmm. We still have like quite big debates as to who was better and who was worse. But (laughs) she happened to randomly say to me that, um, oh, did you know that Kylie's going to be at Capital Radio? Um, And so I went up there with my mum. (laughs) Um, I had my Kylie t-shirt on which for a couple of years I lived in because I just felt like I wasn't like a true fan if I didn't have a Kylie t-shirt on and I had like um uh Charlene style like dungarees like you are amazing (laughs) (laughs) and I went and went outside after radio and then um I don't know quite what I expected I think I was just like gonna go and she would just sort of be like you know just stood outside having a little chat or whatever which there it wasn't there was just like thousands of fans and I was just stood at the end of it all so they were like behind barriers and um when she came out like she had like this like circle of like bodyguards that just like walked her through and the barriers all came down and everyone just like like stampeded it Mm -hmm. and um they were kind of walking backwards and I had this I'd taken this photograph of my bedroom with all the posters on the wall and so my bedroom was like All the walls, the ceiling, everything was covered. And as they were coming towards me, the bodyguard was like, boof, and like elbowed me in the face and pushed me out of the way. Oh, God. And um, she looked at me and she put her hand out and she just went like that and reached out to me, (laughs) grabbed my photo out of my hands. And she signed it and she gave it back like that. And they just went, past, I just did there, stopped, and it just went past like in slow motion and like the whole crowd went past. I was like, oh my God, you know? <laughs> and um, I found my mom and uh, she was like, oh God, like what happened? And I was like-
0: Are you like bleeding what? at this point?
2: <laughs> I was crying and she was going, what happened? And I was like, she saw my picture and my mum was going, stop crying. Like we were like in the middle of London, you
1: know. Oh by um, security, but you got something out of it. Are you sure on the back of it she didn't also put a lawyer's uh, yeah. claim was saying you can't sue me? His name is yeah,
2: <laughs> when there's a claim, there's a claim, yeah. Do you still do <laughs> the <laughs> photo,
1: do you still have the
0: photo?
2: I do, yeah. Um, so uh I actually don't know where the photo I have got a copy of it on my phone. I sent it to you guys. Yes, oh yes, God, I would love to see it. So yes, uh, it's a lovely story. So yeah, so that was the first time. And then after that, it was a very long time. Um, so it was impossible princess time. So she did the signing uh, at Tower Records when that existed in Piccadilly Circus. And uh, so that was one that I'd read about on CFAX uh, <laughs> when they used to have like their showbiz page and there was like Kylie was doing a signing there. Uh, so like at the beginning of like the the dawn of the internet era and all that um and so i went down and i'd gone to college in the morning and i was kind of just a bit like yeah I'll just like turn up later so I turned up a bit later and um there was a few people in front of me there was a girl sat next to me who i kept in contact with for quite a long time afterwards um which uh our past disappeared unfortunately but we were quite cool uh, like fan friends for a period of time but in front of me there was kind of quite a few special people shall we say <laughs> um, and um so as we all kind of went in um this guy kind of just pulled me to one side and he said to me do you want to be the first one to go out and meet her and I was like yeah of course it's like I don't know if you are or whatever. <laughs> whatever. You know, just like just thought it was just like some random blokes did there. Um, and then so he said, Yeah, well, just stay with me. And he kind of pulled me to one side and like kept all the others sort of back a bit. And then so she came out to the press and they were like, Oh, you know, doing the photos and whatnot. And they said, Oh, and now we want to introduce you to your number one fan that's been waiting the longest. <laughs> (laughs) it's really funny because obviously i wasn't um and they kind of pulled me in front of all these other people which were then looking at me like what (laughs) like
0: (laughs) so
2: um uh yeah so then they took me out in front of the press and so i was like stood there and she was talking to me I have no idea what she said because I was just like uh, 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 oh my you know? god and, wow and they were like so all the press were like shouting like pick her up and and I was just like I'm not gonna pick her up you, know? so you were bigger at this point
1: weren't you you were this <laughs> is 10 years
2: later I was, so, yeah so I, I wasn't a child anymore but I was still like <laughs> I'm not gonna pick her up I'm not gonna drop her you know can you imagine how embarrassing that would be um and so Uh, they were then sort of like give him a kiss and so uh she gave me a kiss and then they were like give her a kiss and so she went like that and I gave her a kiss so I've got some amazing photos it's incredible wow Um, but it was all kind of just so like surreal that I couldn't really take it in you know I can't it's it's there in my memory but not properly because it was just like this is not happening you know this is just you know not only to sort of just meet her but to have all the kind of like being brought out and stuff was just so ridiculous there must be some film
0: footage from that day right have you tried to search
2: it so a friend afterwards did say oh i saw you on the news on like it's like on a channel five thing but it was like in the days of like you know we were recording still things on Mm video you know and i've never seen it but i've got i have got the photos, which is cool Amazing. um and then um she did i'd taken uh the book from the the um the coffee table 94 book so she just totally. sat down and she was just like flicking through it like you know, she'd never seen it before you know <laughs> and um, she was like i was just, i said to her at that time like i wait for this moment for like however many years it had been and she was like oh that's so cool and she was she was really nice you know it was very very sweet but um and,
1: and didn't you meet didn't you he meet her again once with james gooding
2: <laughs> yeah that was and that wasn't so that wasn't that was just before spinning around came out yeah. and um I'd finished work I was working on South Moulton Street in London and I came out and I was walking to the station and she was walking down with him like hand in hand and I just like sort of just walked past and I was like oh it's Kylie (laughs) like you know obviously and and I was like I carried on walking like and I was like oh my god that's Kylie (laughs) and I was like do I go back do I leave it like and I was like it's her own time I don't want to intrude you know it's like and I didn't want I know that she's very private like in her own time and I didn't want to be a like tell anus about it and so I just I thought I can't not so I ran back and um I just went like Kylie and she like stopped and turned around and I said I sorry to like you know bother you but I just got to say like I'm such a massive fan and I, I was like I just want to say good luck with the song because I knew it was coming out I was like I was so excited and she was like oh she seemed she was so like shy and kind of like oh that's really sweet thank you so much and they were kind of a bit lovey arm, up, arm in arm and he just was glaring at me the whole time I could just feel these eyes staring at me <laughs> on the side and I was just like I'm just going to ignore you and just <laughs> this moment you know and I was just like okay thanks i to go but what was really weird was in my bag um I'd taken in the photographs from the signing of me and Kylie and I had that in my bag and I walked away and I thought if I'd got that out I'd have looked like such a stalker you know and by the way look I've got this in my bag you know <laughs> So I just, like, walked away and I got in the underground, and I was just like, oh my god, that was Kylie. Like that was really bizarre.
0: But, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I love this story. going back to The Impossible Princess, did you like that album?
2: Uh I did, yeah. I think at that sort of time, um, like things had changed a bit, you know, music had changed and that. So it was kind of cool. I mean, I remember so Danny's Girl came out just before it and um some kind of bliss i think was out at the same time and i was kind of like i kind of wish this was kylie's album and um <laughs> not some kind of bliss because I, I i never liked that as a song okay. i love the video but the song mm, it's just a bit okay it's not one i would play prior to this yes i had a total kylie day and i went through the albums like the ones that i particularly don't like actually and i played the whole <laughs> i did the whole of impossible princess and it's there's amazing moments on there and the music's really cool, you know, um, but I don't know, it's, it's very of that time, I think, you know, um, and some bits still work and some bits really don't, I love, I, which I, I know you don't like Christian, but I love Jump, I think that's a beautiful track, uh, through the years, yeah. Breathe is, I think, just fantastic, I just think that's a really good song, Cowboy style, I love I think some of it vocally doesn't fit with the music. Like, I don't think her vocals fit with it. I don't know. It's kind of, it kind of clashes sometimes. I don't know. It, which, which albums would be your least listened to? Oh gosh. Um, that's probably, I like it, but I wouldn't put it on because Kylie's about sort of being uplifting and happy to me, and that's kind of puts me in a different mood. You know, yeah. it's I kind of end up sitting there a bit like, Oh, but it needs to close the curtains. And <laughs> <laughs> I feel a bit dark now. Um, and so that, um, kiss me once is <laughs> way, way down there. Played it once. Um, the what, sorry,
1: played it once. That's what it should be called. Yeah, yeah, really.
2: once. and 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 the, <laughs> you know. Kiss Me Once really frustrates me because there is like so many songs that should have been there, and it was just like it. It was I think a lot of the time it's like they don't know where to go with Kylie. It's only sort of recently I think that they've been like mm. with going Western or with gone disco. And Aphrodite I think was like one of the other ones that had a definite kind of style to it. Yeah, and sometimes I think it's just kind of like they're just throwing things at the wall and seeing what's sticks. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's her or her, the the people back, you know, mm-hmm. that are sort of sort of creating. And and it ends up that like you end up we've got a lot of not particularly cohesive albums and there's lots of different sounds there. And it's kind of like oh, let's throw an R and B one in there. This might work in America. Yeah, yeah. and we we'll do a bit of a dance one because that will suit the Europeans. And it. Yeah ends up a little bit strange you know it's like an i don't know it just um it loses the kind of feel to an album and kiss me once was that and i think prior to that we had skirt didn't we and i think that was, yeah. that came out as a bit of a a feeler, and so I feel like there was probably a completely different mm-hmm. album sat there that was very hard dance, and then when everyone went like, mm, they were like, "Yeah, let's scrap that. Yeah. <laughs> let's get uh, let's get some other sort of songs in there that are a bit more uh pop friendly,"
0: you know. Christian, we yeah. uh, were chatting recently about how might have been on the last week's episode a couple of weeks episodes ago, um, where the Kylie seems to be going for for collaborations with people that have seemed to have gone just a little bit past yeah. their their use by a date and I think that's where Kiss Me <laughs> Once came from because like Sia was massive with and yeah. and stuff and then she, obviously she did put the executive picture on Kiss Me Once and then Pharrell and then you've got Enrique Iglesias who I personally can't stand because I think he no, pissed me neither. off in a former life mm-hmm. um <laughs> and there's the thing there's just this whole kind of trying to get these cool people but not really getting
2: there in terms of just it seemed a little bit too contrived i think i don't know if it's the kind of actress in her or something where she will let people kind of she'll be a bit of their muse you know and she uh, i never 100 percent sure if we ever know the real kylie I don't Mm. even know if Impossible Princess was the real Kylie as in you know it was very deep lyrics but then she was with Stefan at the time and Mm. um, those worlds were colliding and it created that you know and it's I we're all inspired by the people and whoever we're with at that time but I don't know if Kylie would go home and sit there and would have put on you know Kiss Me Once at that you know and listen to that kind of music. Yeah. It, and that's a little bit that sort of frustrates me sometimes. So I'm like, I, I there's so many songs like X, for example, as an album that absolutely kills me because that's kind of we were waiting so long and after everything had happened, it obviously wouldn't ever live up to any of our expectations mm. as to what we wanted from that time. But there was such a good album that didn't really happen. You know, when you listen to all the unreleased tracks, it was such a strong electro album there. And instead it was kind of like somebody who sat there and was like, Oh, we got the stars on, she likes it, you know, and um let's put, you know, the R, R- the R and B track on again. Yeah. You know, there was just it 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 makes it a weird album, I think. I think you know? you're
1: right. They 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 seem they always seemed Aside from Light Years, I think Light Years was one of the albums that is, aside from the kids, which they obviously put on because of the Robbie Williams connection, Mm. but as a whole, the album's a very good album. It it follows through the the theme of what it sets out, the the disco theme. But when you get to things like, I was listening to Fever, and you know I'm a big fan of Fever album, and I realised that that album is quite mix and match. And I'm thinking that's the album that the whole world really got got to hear, really. And just listening back to it before I did this today, Um I realize that it isn't it isn't a great album. There's some great songs. Actually, that's an album that has the great singles. Actually, that's got good singles, but um, but then you've got things like Dance Floor, and you've got um, and some of the other songs just seem a little bit tinny and more, more, more. And they're not brilliant songs. I mean, that was a showcase to the world, and you know, i think light years for example is a much better album in terms of m- the mute the songs are really good songs and the the sounds are really good there's a lovely variety of sounds but they're all kind of encapsulated in this kind of almost 70s kitsch kind of like, but, but modern um take but then when it comes to things like x as you say you've got these kind of squelchy songs and that nudity thing and uh all those songs and then you've got that ballad no more is it no more rain
0: yeah <laughs> it
1: just seems when you're right they kind of like just they don't have the confidence in having one album with one sound. They think, oh, we need to have that in there to appeal yeah. to that market, which I understand, but I don't think it makes for a great album sometimes because it feels a bit like, oh, what am I listening to? Am I listening to something on Shuffle?
2: Yeah, when you think about like songs like um, uh, Magnetic Electric and mm. um, Lose Control, you know that just don't haven't seen the light of day properly. You know, and they're only things that we know as fans. You know, and I just think that would have been a, such a strong album, and it, it would have been like the forerunner of getting to sort of like fever. You know, of that electro sound and um, and just being really like strong. Oh, it's the other way around? Actually, isn't it? Timeless. Yeah. But yeah, it'd been so much stronger. But yeah, yeah. That's what my what should
0: what should she be doing after disco? Is, is this disco two album coming out? Who knows? Like, yeah, I think she should just. I think she, what she could do now is just release a whole new different album because we've been waiting so long now.
2: Um, I, I think, um, I think Kylie gets bored quickly, um, and so I think for this project to have been going on for as long as it has, she's probably over it herself a little yeah. bit. Um, well, I think
0: she's still got a really good tour in there, yeah, that I she do needs as well. to do before moving on. So hopefully. But I guess that's what this album's for,
2: isn't
1: it? This yeah. It,
2: album, and it also brings in the Wonka, doesn't it? Well. <laughs> she's so gonna, you all... rele- <laughs> know, she's gonna release it on seventeen different formats uh, that we're all gonna buy. Multiple and I'll be like, well. uh, do I really need that picture disc with the marble finish? And... <laughs> yeah, I do. I can talk myself into that. But yeah, do I need seven cassettes? Yes, I do. Yes, you but do. <laughs> um, I no, I do. Th- I do really want a tour out of this. I I. Because disco to me, it was like an album made for touring. You know, totally. to me it's a it's a club with a big disco board that's all dancing in a pit, you know, to me that would be absolutely perfect. Um, do you know what she
0: should do? Oh my gosh, she should do what Abba's doing. So after Abba's residency finishes, <laughs> yeah. she should have Kylie, like Kylie the Avatar just doing and a disco awesome. show. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I'm so
2: up for that. Oh, but I totally. would, I would kind of, so I kind of want this to, Finish, have a proper ending because it's like a, it seems an unfinished chapter in Kylie sort of time but I would like her sort of I don't know one of the other fans the other week was saying about James Bond that really appealed to me although kind of I'm not that kind of real sort of full on orchestral sound could really work which I, I know we've kind of been there with Abbey Road but
1: i'd love um, to her to do a bond because i've always loved the bond idea and i think i'd love to hear her do a very orchestral album but yeah. with the steve anderson putting drum beats and you know dance beats to it like mm. he did in confide in me because i just i love that mix of orchestra and dance music together together i just think it works really really well and i think her voice sometimes sounds really majestic against uh, sounds really great against a majestic background and, I, yeah. and i'd love to hear more of that because i kind of get bored a little bit of hearing her against Squelchy dance beats and the same old tinny thing. I said recently on the episode about can't get, it, can't get it In my head. From that moment on, all the songs she did, but all kind of samey sounding dance songs. It's like you get bored of hearing her voice, kind of almost blending into the backing track. When you hear, that's why I love some kind of bliss, which I know you hate, but um, because I like hearing her voice against a slightly different uh, sound bed of, of, of sound. But
2: i think i think what it is is they're always trying to recreate that aren't they mm-hmm. but in a different way so this was so fantastic and we all the world loved it so it's trying to trying to recreate that which actually you need to leave that behind and accept that for what that was which i think we have now with golden and yeah. disco i would love her to kind of re what i've always really wanted her to do is kind of revisit and almost sample herself, you know, yes. um, and kind of use but update it. And, and so that it's not like a recover or a remake of a track, but sample like, you know, some SAW or uh, even somebody, uh, another SAW artist or something, you know, and sort of, but create something completely Completely new, you know, because yeah. I think that's something that we haven't seen recently. I wish,
1: I wish you'd um, release at some point that Smiley Kylie mix from the from the Showgirl tour because I always love that. Yes, oh, I'd love to do. see where you've got. Uh, I, that, that, I thought that was uh, that. I assume it was William Baker who came up with the idea, but I just thought that was one of, a really clever idea to incorporate songs that are fan songs that people yeah. you'd only recognise if you're a, a real fan. And just yeah. using those little elements and songs, it was just so clever. And I love that, like you say, to have maybe a, a couple of songs where she does that and she refers back to old material within you yeah. know like for example in disco we could have had echoes of your disco needs you and all some of the some of the lyrics on previous songs i mean it's like madonna when she did um deeper and deeper and there's that kind of moment from vogue and i just yeah. i love that part of it that's such a clever way of uh, incorporating those songs and i'd love carly to do something like that
2: I I I've always thought that about like uh, live tours. The, the medley bits are the bits that really do it for me. That mm. is my ultimate mm. favorite. And I think that whole kind of the, that whole routine and the whole ID magazine kind of rip off is absolutely fantastic. It's so spot on. Mm. I've watched that so many times. It's just perfect, that. It yeah. that is.
1: That's one of my favorite tour moments. In fact, the Showgirl tour is my favorite tour, but that mm. moment is just perfect. And the, the dancing routines are, it's yeah. all that kind of like, oh, it's, it's just, it's a perfect moment from that tour. And I just wish we'd had a recorded version
2: because I'd love to have heard that properly recorded. And that's the same with, um, yeah. I, I, did you both go to the anti tour as well? Yeah, yeah. Did you both remember it? <laughs>
0: uh, uh, <laughs> yes. I, I I remember this one.
2: Yeah, it was so amazing. That for me was like singing songs. I remember her doing everything I know, which is just like you never hear. I and mean, she just randomly, she couldn't remember it. And like someone in the audience started singing it. She went, yeah, and she like picked it up and started singing it. But the songs that she sang there to me, they, they're the ones I love. I I you know the singles are like yeah that's great but it's like sort of the weird random ones that we sort of know between ourselves
0: the anti tour was just an incredible premise and I think we'd never seen Kylie as relaxed and I don't know as herself on stage and I just think it was just I don't know she there was just so much love in that room it was just I'm just so upset it, it wasn't released on anything I mean you've still got you know people's footage online but uh, on youtube but it's not the same they should really release that as a full concert i, I
1: kind of wish she, she does do a disco tour she should, actually with every big tour she does now she should have one, of, maybe a little one of three small little club um uh mm. anti-tour style things just for the fans and then do your big shows but just every at the start of every tour maybe in london or manchester wherever in or wherever you are just have that little moment where you've got these great songs that you'd never hear on the main tour
2: yeah I'd, yeah. Ab- yeah, I'd absolutely love that. I, you know, it, it rings in my ear. I remember like fans, just like the whole audience singing like these songs, you know, yeah. of, that were from like 1989, like that were I'm ever <laughs> Dreaming Over You and things like you know, just like everyone's singing it because everyone loves it so much. You know, it, those songs have so much love to it. Okay, Carly, so, yeah. before,
0: before we let you go, three quick fire questions. Mm. Favorite Carly song?
2: Oh. Better the Devil. Oh, favorite Carly album? Oh, goodness um oh goodness uh aphrodite if we can change though um better than
1: uh, than
2: yeah if we change that one for the love the unreleased love rush mix it's absolutely perfect album but i absolutely (laughs) hate that song okay and favorite carly movie oh Oh god (laughs) have a long Um, thing Uh, it's got to be the. It's got to be that's really an awful question. um It's got to be the delinquents actually, which um, I haven't seen in a very long time. Have you but, seen Cut? Uh, Watch Cut if you've got. No, I like, have seen that. <laughs> I love it.
0: It's it's probably up there near the with delinquents. One of my favourite ones first. I love it so oh, much. Hey right to how
2: does that count? That was that's really Ooh, cool. Yeah, that's uh, that I was give you that. Um, in that sort of alternative sort of phase, and where she has been a bit experimental. That's really clear, but I think that's very good.
0: Oh, awesome. Well, Carl, thank you so much for joining us. We could just be oh, here all you. day. We've like, chatted for so long. So thank yeah. you so much. Bye, guys. Didn't Carl have some
1: incredible stories? Can't believe he's met Kylie like three or three times. I, I loved his stories, actually. I think he's told some of my favorite stories. I love the fact that one, he got to meet her and he was asked to pick her up and kiss her and all this kind of stuff, the poor thing, <laughs> poor Kylie. But poor, poor Kyle, because how embarrassing having to be like a monkey for these press people. But I love the fact that she, he um, walked past her in the street. I loved it, it was really, really, oh, and also let's not forget that, that, that security man who punched him in the face. Yeah, I know, Outreach. when he was a little kid, right? That's terrible. I know, but at least he got a signed picture from Kylie, which obviously was in lieu of, uh, you know, a settlement. But, uh, <laughs> no, what but lovely, lovely story. What a lovely man. He sounds like he's a, a real devoted Kylie fan and what a lovely, relaxing, calming voice. I know. Again
0: at, at bedtime. <laughs> oh, bless him. He's such a great character as well. So thanks, Carl, for sharing your story, not only with us, but everyone out there. So, Thank you mm, so much.
1: Thank
0: you. Any Manoag mantras,
1: Christian? God, no. I wish I had one today, though. I need something to get me going in life. You seem a little bit down today. No, I'm just, you know, beaten by life. Oh, life it. weary. You know what you, end end do, you need to do? You need to
0: stop it. You know what you need to do? You need to get up. You need to get on that CD, vinyl player, or Alexa. Pump up, enjoy yourself, huddle by
1: light years, and everything will be okay. Well, maybe I play Magic because it was this week's. Oh, song. yeah. It is a song that makes my heart fill with joy. And do let us know, Kieran. Maybe we'll even have a special episode for you to tell us what happened at that concert you're going to tonight. Which uh, you surprised. Yeah, she's going
0: to do one or two songs. I don't know. Well, this
1: is the thing. What is she going to sing? Is she going to sing? Oh, can't get it out of my head. Or is she going to sing? She probably sing a disco song, I guess. Well, I think hopefully, right? Like,
0: disco's not done yet in a
1: lot of us, a lot of our fans' eyes. Tease us with a new song. Do you think there'll be a new song that it? No. She may do a medley of disco songs and then maybe throw in a. the the teaser of a new song, because you know what? She's got a captive audience. It'll get people excited. Who knows? Fingers crossed. We'll have to wait and see. Exactly.
0: Um, Well, thanks so much, Christian. I guess I will see you next week for some more Kali Action. With bells on. Ding, ding. Bye-bye. Bye.